0: com and pre-register today at Bixi.com slash registration to get your free Bixi exchange tokens. That's B E A X Y. B-E-A-X-Y.com.
1: I'm Bitcoin Dad, and this is Rekt.
0: Hello and welcome to Wrecked Podcast. I am Bunchu alongside my esteemed colleague and co host, Crypto Chamber. Chamber, how are you doing, buddy?
2: Doing pretty good today. Uh, you know, it's Mother's Day. I don't know about you, but I had a weekend of, you know, slaving away, making dinners and elaborate meals and buying ridiculous amounts of flowers for all the mothers in my life. And, you know, it's pretty expensive.
0: Thanks. You're one of the life. only mothers in my life. You know what I mean? I hear you. I hear you, man. <laughs> what, what better way to celebrate Mother's Day than to have a father on? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and so on our Mother's Day episode here, we have the one and only Bitcoin Dad. How you doing, man? Thanks for joining us.
1: I'm doing well, thanks. How are you guys doing?
0: Awesome. Uh, how was uh, the Mother's Day over there?
1: uh it's it's not bad i'm I'm glad i was able to pull it off but uh busy uh you know spending i gotta pamper the wife and uh make sure the kids show appreciation to their mom but uh yeah so far so good can't complain
0: Absolutely. we uh, So happy Mother's Day out there to all the moms and uh, the crypto moms out there that, uh, you know, spend all their time giving their children and their husbands all the love that we need with, uh, while we probably lose all of our money. Yeah. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> we, need, we need extra
2: mom love during the uh, bear
0: market absolutely but uh we are maybe seeing some turnaround here like officially um it has it's been an interesting weekend chamber are you giddy
2: i am at a loss for words i feel like it was only last week we were talking about there was an article i think that stated that there was a chance we could get to 11.5 and i think we were talking like man if we saw like 7300 in 2019 we'd be pretty happy and we saw it like I think a week later, which was insane. So,
0: yeah, I think we said it at the time, which was I think last Monday we recorded, and yeah. it was under 6,000. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is insane. So, Bitcoin Dad, what are your thoughts about what's been going on in the market?
1: Uh, I think it's great. Um, you know, I've, I've been obviously we've been hoping for some. Kind of turn around for, for some time now, so uh, to see you know a, a good hundred percent bounce from kind of the low where it was, uh, uh, it's it's pretty optimistic. So personally, I would like to see altcoins uh, <laughs> react a little bit better, but uh, you know, that's just kind of how it goes sometimes.
2: I would second that uh, thought. <laughs> <'cause>
0: Chambers <laughs> Chambers been waiting for alt season. For Holy smokes. so long. <laughs> you had a you had a bullish alt season tweet today i I did i I think that's what it was i couldn't really decipher it was was just the the
2: reworkings of a of uh, smells like teen spirit to smells like alt season oh Uh, (laughs) i
0: I didn't catch that at first it wasn't
2: you know what as i reread it uh, it wasn't as noticeable i'm like I don't think people are getting that this is just smells like teen spirit
0: I did uh, not so you just enlightened me. and you're a pretty
2: you're a pretty witty guy too so i mean if you yeah, didn't yeah. get it you need all some song parody.
0: You need some song parody advice from uh, Bitcoin Florida Gator, who's put who puts out all those wonderful uh, song parodies about Bitcoin and makes those videos that I think are just hilarious. So yes. shout out to him. But anyway, all right, let's get into it. So, Bitcoin Dad, uh, you you've been around crypto for quite some time uh give our listeners a little bit of your background how did you um get into crypto where uh, you know how did you get to where you are today
1: uh, well just a, a random article one day while i was at my full-time job uh which i probably should have been working rather than surfing the net but uh, i just saw an article on yahoo and, and read about bitcoin and at the time this was late 2013 so it was wow. you know pushing the high at that point, uh, you know, it was all time high over a thousand dollars. So I ended up uh, going down that rabbit hole and decided to buy some Bitcoin and immediately, you know, ended up going into alt. And uh, you know, that's just kind of been my game plan since day one is to trade alt coins in order to get more Bitcoin.
0: So what? Yeah, uh, What really fascinated you about uh, crypto and Bitcoin in general that kind of got you to jump in? Um, was it, hey, this could make me money or, hey, this tech is cool or, hey, like, you know, uh, what maybe it related to something that you did in your full-time job, anything
1: like that? No, not at all. I mean, I work full-time in uh, the insurance industry, so really no IT background or Infosec, or, you know, you see a lot of those guys, you know, getting, you know, gravitating to Bitcoin. Um, it was just something I thought the, the tech, you know, it was pretty cool. I know a lot of things were going digital. Uh, everybody's using cell phones and stuff like that. And obviously felt that there was an opportunity to make money also, um, you know, obviously being in, in the game for five years now, um you know it's less about the money and more about you know bitcoin and, and seeing it succeed
0: sure so uh once you once you jumped into bitcoin i assume obviously then that was the first thing you bought uh what got you like how did you decide oh I, now i can trade alts and uh how did you learn that process and and things like oh that?
1: yeah yeah it was, <laughs> was a long time after that before i really felt confident with. Uh, you know, the trade I was making, I I have no kind of stock market background. Uh, when I was in my early 20s, I, I kind of messed around with penny stocks. And I've always had an interest in the stock market itself, but no technical analysis type of background or education uh, when it comes to that type of stuff. So uh, definitely a, a learning curve uh, had to take place. Uh, but, uh, you know, I initially bought Litecoin, and uh, I ended up sending it to a supposed web wallet, and it was a scam uh, site that took my money right away (laughs) so so it was a hard lesson (laughs) right off the get-go it's like oh where's my 11 litecoin (laughs) so definitely was one (laughs) of those noobs (laughs) yeah exactly exactly
0: that's funny so from there you know did you learn how to trade uh did you learn ta or were you more looking at the fundamentals of these other coins how did you kind of uh navigate your way as a as a noob
1: yeah um the the technical analysis uh is really not my specialty i I focused on fundamentals um you know at at the time obviously from 2014 2015 to now a lot of that stuff's changed, you know, back then it was like, oh wow, you know, they're accepted at, you know, these merchants or at this shop or, you know, stuff like that really kind of pumped the price, uh, versus, you know, the, the type of things we're seeing now and the price doesn't even budge. So, uh, it, it definitely took time, it definitely took a lot of losses, um, and, and, and hard lessons. But, uh, you know, even now, you know, I I don't think anybody's perfect by any means. Uh, I don't care how good of a trader you are. You're going to make mistakes. So even to this day, there's mistakes that I make and, and try to learn from.
0: So how have you evolved your strategy? Are you, um, you know, what kind of uh, strategies do you take before you jump into either one of these alts or make a Bitcoin trade? Or I guess, do you even trade Bitcoin? Are you only trading alts for Bitcoin? Um, how does that, how do you see yourself uh, now and what's your strategy now?
1: Yep. Um, I don't trade Bitcoin. Um, I don't leverage or anything like that. You know, I'll just buy in spot type of thing. But, um, yeah, I learned early on another lesson as a noob. Uh, leverage trading wasn't for me. Okay, coin came out around, you know, that time. Everybody was kind of going towards that and, uh, you know, learned real quick that it wasn't for me, um, you know, to, to trade like that. Uh, so uh, I decided just to focus full time pretty much on alts um, and, you know, just do some due diligence on the team, the community, um, what they're offering, is it something unique? Uh, and if it's already been launched for some time, have they reached their milestones? Or how do they communicate? How's the marketing? So things like that is kind of what I look at. You know, obviously, I want to see results. Um, you know, from a project and the developers, and that they keep their word. Like, hey, you know, this quarter we plan on doing X, Y, and Z. Let's make sure it happens too. So those are things I, I kind of look at. Obviously, on a new launch, you're taking more of a risk but the reward could be much, much greater.
0: Sure, Chamber. This is a question. I guess I don't even know if I know the answer from you. Um, when you're, you're, I mean, you're pretty deep in alts. Um, that you make no, <laughs> doubt or no oh, uh, <laughs> qualms about that. Are you mostly trading charts, or are you, uh, you know, how, what's your alt strategy? I'm to tell you. Just, uh, I've been following getting everything Nita Coin does. I'm, I, yeah, more or less. I just,
2: I just follow what NitaCoin Coin does more or less. Um, I have been getting fucking peppered lately on alts um, with what's happening with Bitcoin. Um, I would say Q, like the you know last couple of months of 2018, and then the first couple of months of 2019. I thought I knew what I was doing, and then I just got wrecked again uh, <laughs> with the last you know bleed out. Uh, so I don't know. I think I got to re restructure my strategy, but. Um,
0: so think, what were you doing that worked, and what were you doing that you think doesn't work? Um, what works is
2: wait till everybody is just absolutely, you know, done with a coin. You know what I mean? When the, just the, the the talk is, or just wait for that that chart to just be just absolute garbage, and then buy a little bit of it. Uh, it seems to that seems to work well, uh, and then. I've been doing a lot of small caps on like Vitrix and IDEX, and that has worked well a a little bit. Um, So I think that that strategy has been working a little bit better for me. Um, So,
0: Bitcoin Dad, how many, uh, you know, it sounds like you're, you know, pretty deep in alts as well. How many, uh, you know, bags are you holding at any one time?
1: Uh, It just depends, but probably around 25 to 30. I, I don't go too crazy i know uh nita coin has quite a has quite a collection <laughs> going on himself um but uh yeah it's, that stuff's really hard for me to track all those coins so i'd rather focus on a solid you know 30 coins or so um and and able to keep a closer eye on them rather than i
2: happening. i take that similar approach i i, I like Need strategy, but yeah, he does have a lot of bags. So uh, I like yeah, thirty. I'd say somewhere between thirty and forty-five bags at a time, and then just kind of, you know, taking
1: profit and buying new 30, ones, kind of thing. Uh, thirty to yeah.
0: forty-five. My God. <laughs> <laughs> now, That's now that th-
1: th- th- that number could change because obviously during a bull run, you have you know a lot of excess capital, right. I guess you could say. So yeah. then you just start throwing things everywhere. And, you know, that could definitely change your stance, too. But right now, only about 25 to 30.
0: So when do you determine that it is decide, uh that uh, it's time to flip those bags and uh, either take profit or, as you mentioned, maybe you're in a bull run and you're taking profit from one and uh, uh, throwing it into something that maybe hasn't done as well yet? Um, you know, when does when do you make that determination?
1: Uh, those are hard, you know. Those are hard. I've I've missed out on you know massive profits for selling too early, um, you know. But uh, I think a lot of people do take this position. As far as you still keep a little bit of it, so maybe you don't feel as bad if you do sell a, a majority of your bag, but it still goes up another ten times, <laughs> you know. So uh, I, I kind of like doing that strategy to where you know I'll take some off the table. I wouldn't say a hundred percent. Where a lot of people, hey, half on a double you know, 100% They take half off the table, and then you got a free bag. I usually like to try to ride it out as, as long as I can. I guess it really just depends on the momentum at the time and where things are going and how the volume's looking, um, and, and then determine, you know, how much I'm going to offload. And then, you know, always keep a little stash or something on the side just in case it still goes crazy.
0: Keep the moon bag.
1: Yes. <laughs> awesome.
0: What What advice would you have for either um, anybody starting out now, or maybe that hasn't traded a ton of altcoins in the past? Um, you know, what advice would you give somebody?
1: Um, I would say just to, to hang in there. Um, you know, I know it could be a little frustrating at times, especially uh, with the way the alts have been performing, and, and you're kind of losing money from the get-go. Um, but I would suggest to, you know, be, in, be, as, as involved, be involved in a project if you can, you know, be in their Discord or, uh, you know, follow their Twitter, just to see the interaction of the developer or the community, what's going on, what updates are happening. Um, obviously, get in the middle of that stuff and, and don't be afraid to ask questions. More than likely, the team uh, or developer will answer those for you. Um, they're usually very open about that stuff. So I would say, uh, you know, and I feel that Twitter does help, uh, follow the right people and, uh, you know, get into projects, follow what they're doing, get into their channels and, uh, you know, just keep up on, on what's happening.
0: Yeah, I think that's good advice. Um, so, we wouldn't be wrecked podcast if we didn't ask you some of your best crypto wreck stories. So, sounds like, you know, when you got involved in 2013, you might have a couple from uh, from back in the day. Care to share any with our audience and make them feel better about their Oh, order? definitely.
1: Yeah. Oh, um, you know, I mean, there's way too many to, <laughs> to mention them all, but... You know, there's been times to where, you know, in the middle of the night, there used to be coins that would launch that would have hidden pre-mines. You know, and of course, this would happen during a European time, like during the day. So, I, you know, I'm sleeping, I wake up, and my bag's completely destroyed. Um, but there there was a time, and it, it, it's something I mentioned before, and some of the people who've been around a little longer might know about it, but there was a time where I was going to quit all trading altogether. Um, I was just going to kind of sell what I had. I had to pay bills. I got wrecked on uh, a bunch of, of different launches that happened and you know, it was just pretty much in the dumps. So I was you know, pretty much about to hang them up um, and say, Hey, I'm done. And crypto Cobain stepped up and uh, started this Bitcoin dad trading fund. And everybody at the time, I want to say, maybe there's 30 people, 25 people that ended up donating to this address. They raised like a Bitcoin and a half and pretty much the reason why I'm still here today. Uh, if it wasn't for that, uh, That fund, I guess you could call it, uh, I would have just hung it up and really not have any capital to trade with, and it uh, really worked out well for me.
0: I totally forgot about that story. I had heard it um, I had heard you talk about it or heard it from some other uh, maybe another podcast you did or something and I totally forgot about it until you just mentioned it it's pretty it's one of the more uh remarkable stories I think that I've heard because you know you see over and over and over the opposite happen on Twitter where people are, you know, scamming, uh, other people or exit scamming or all that kind of stuff. And, um, or like these, you know, the so-and-so, uh, quote unquote paid group leaders, exit scamming, things like that. And this Mm -hmm. is just the complete opposite. And, um, it really shows that, you know, there is, um, you know, some good out there in the community, especially Cobain, which is a very—he's a very polarizing uh, crypto figure. So I think that's pretty cool as well.
1: Definitely, definitely. So that, and that's why I think. I'm kind of where I'm at where I'm more than willing to try to help people out if I can give them advice or steer them in the right direction because that's kind of, you know, to me, that's kind of what it's all about, you know, is trying to help others if you can. um, And, uh, you know, it's kind of, you know, pay it forward almost. So, uh, you know, it was really cool that the community was so tight knit back then since we were so small. Um, But I still like to try to do that stuff today. And uh, don't forget that that has happened in the past. Like, I'm not better than that by any means. I was in a, a rough spot at some point, also.
0: Sure, that's pretty cool, Chamber. Any thoughts? That's, I, I, how you said it was. It was tight knit back
2: then. Um, I feel after after 2018 the the, the community has shrunk uh, probably substantially. But you're like house much smaller than uh, you know than today would, would it have been.
1: Oh, I mean, you know, back then, it wasn't really, like, Slack channels or Discord. It was, like, on IRC, um, which I personally didn't jump in there that much. I mainly did my communication on Twitter or maybe Slack. Uh, but it, it was, you know, I, I hate to give it a number, but it was very low. I mean, at the time, you know, people like myself, who had, had 109,000 followers on Twitter now, had maybe 5,000. You know, I mean, it was very small. Let's say maybe 100 people. Um, you know that I guess we consider OGs, right? Right. Um, you know that all around the world, you know, and it's just that's crazy. We just kind of went through the same crap, you know. We went through the scam ICOs. We went through the bullshit ninja launches had pr- hidden pre-mines and, and you know guys that just ran off with money day one and hacks and you know it, you know. We, so I think that's kind of what has us kind of tied together too. That we went through all that baloney before um and uh, just kind of brought us closer together
0: yeah that's pretty awesome i think uh, i think it's it's interesting um what's your opinion on you know icos now i'm sure it's changed a lot since when like what they look like um and just the attitude towards them from you know when you first started out
1: but yeah i mean I, i'm not a fan of icos I, i'm really not i mean during the last bull run, I was throwing a lot of dumb money at it. You know, it's just kind of one of those things to where you had the capital, you made a bunch of money. You're like, all oh, right, you know, I feels are selling out in 10 seconds. Um, really not for me. I would really need to see something that blows me out of the water to say, hey, you know, I, I really want to invest in this project. Otherwise, um, I, I'm content with mining um, a coin. I feel that that's a little more motivating for the team rather than, hey, here's $30 million. Uh, how motivated are you going to be to to make this product you know, versus, hey, we have a small pre-mine, maybe no pre-mine at all, we launched it, we're making progress. The developer has a little more incentive to, to make sure that there's a success. So that, that's kind of my take on it. I would rather not give somebody a paycheck up front for really not seeing any of their work uh, versus somebody who's gonna be working alongside you because uh, they have the same interest that you do and to try to make the, the project a success.
0: Sure. Um, Similar opinion to, I guess, these initial exchange offerings that are uh, popping up everywhere?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, going ICOs and the IEOs, um, you know, a lot of it, I think, is going to be off limits to the United States. So, you know, even if I wanted to get into one, chances are I might not uh, even be able to.
0: Sure, absolutely. Um, cool, Chamber. Any other questions before we get into the news? Here? No, I'm good. I'm good. This is uh, this has been pretty good so far. Awesome. So um, we are going to move on and get into some news. <gasps> Chamber, buddy, start us off with some news that's going on in the world today. So uh,
2: this article I read earlier today, and now I'm trying to get, open it up again, and uh, CCN, I don't know if it's removed it maybe, but oh, I read, it, I read cool. it earlier, so I'll try to recount it from memory. This is absolute critical news here. Um, Bitcoin Jesus preaches a libertarian gospel at, uh, of crypto and crack cocaine. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so the the gist of this uh, of this article—so, Bitcoin
0: Jesus being Roger Vera, I'm guessing. Yes,
2: exactly. So, this okay. is uh, Roger Vera, and he's talking about uh, uh, Ross Ulbricht, um, obviously the gentleman uh, in maximum security prison right now for uh, some questionable—right, Silk Road, Silk Road, uh, you know, uh, charges—and yes. uh, obviously he is uh, not a fan of these nonviolent offenders going to prison for life um, and basically he was equating uh, alcohol and marijuana to crack cocaine and basically saying that everything should be legal
0: uh, wait that sounds the opposite <laughs> no
2: no no that's, that's so exactly he so
0: he's uh saying that crack cocaine should be legal yes okay So he's
2: saying funny. all drugs should be legal Yep,
0: um, and which you probably would say is a, a thing that makes I would
2: sense. I would lean I, I think that makes a lot more sense. Uh, I know there's a country off the top of my head. I want to say it's Portugal, but it's probably not Chamberville. No, no, no. There's a, there's a there's a country in Europe, a smaller country in Europe uh, that legalized um, all all drugs, so heroin, cocaine, you know, all that fun stuff, um, and they had a significant drop. In, in usage across the country, and all the money that they were spending, or not even all the money, a fraction of the money that they were spending in you know, trying to police the issue, they put a, a, a small fraction of that into trying to give people help and trying to get over the drug addiction problems and whatnot, and provide you know, safe needle play, you know, drop-offs and whatnot, and, and seeing some positive stuff from it. So I, I kind of tend to lean that way um a lot of there's a lot a lot of non-violent offenders in the prison systems and you know you could probably clean a lot of that up
0: so the gist of this though was he was saying that ross shouldn't be in jail for life because he's a non-violent violent offender Correct. on a merit on on essentially drug charges right and, drug drug charges and that all drugs should be legal so this is ludicrous is essentially
2: what essentially the, the the crux of the argument
0: uh, interesting. Uh Bitcoin Dad, any thoughts on the Silk Road? You I mean that was probably around uh, that's around that time, right? He's Yeah, I want to say that was 5 years.
1: Yeah, i think say that was right before I kind of got into things, but um yeah, I mean, you know, it definitely seems like Ross is the fall guy here. Um you know, I hate to see it, but I'm not too familiar with all the the legalities and the story behind it, but the uh, Definitely seems pretty tough on my end, um, you know, to have a life sentence. So um, maybe Kim Kardashian can help out and, you know. Get him free. <laughs> it's
0: like two. It's like two consecutive life sentences, life sentences on top of yeah. each other. That's bananas. and plus plus thirty years or something, yeah. which is really, just, just piling on. It just seems
1: like they were trying to make an example of him. You know, it was one of those early on things. They really didn't know what Bitcoin was all about. Obviously, Silk Road was transmitting a bunch of different things or being a platform to do so. Um, but it, it almost seemed like they wanted to make an example just because it was like Bitcoin related and to kind of. I don't know. I I, I, st- I think the government's scared of Bitcoin in general, so I think that, that was their opportunity to really hit somebody hard with something that was related to Bitcoin.
0: Oh, they are, and we're gonna get to that right now. The next news story we're going to is from. Cointelegraph, and uh, I'm sure you've probably seen this, uh, the U.S. Representative Sherman calls for crypto ban, says it threatens to diminish American power. So uh, this was the other day. There, It was at the... Um, at the the hearing, and there was a video that was going around. I think CoinDesk maybe uh, tweeted it out. Um, but United States Congressman Brad Sherman, who's from California, uh, has called on all of his colleagues to ban and outlaw cryptocurrencies, saying that they threaten to disempower American foreign policy and diminish the rule of law. So essentially, um, oh, it wasn't CoinDesk; it was Coin Center that tweeted this out, and he. Um, This was on May 9th, and in his comments, he said that lawmakers must act preemptively to impede the threat posed by cryptocurrencies um, and outlaw essentially all American purchases of crypto uh, by any American citizens. He says here that uh, crypto's threat forebodes no less than a shakeup of america's geopolitical influence due to its potential diminishing of the power of its sovereign currency so he's quoted here uh uh, chamber you watched this video i did (laughs) Uh, i mean it's it's really interesting because he like literally flat out says this is a quote an awful lot of our international power stems from the fact that the dollar is the standard unit of international finance and transactions it is the announced purpose of the supporters of cryptocurrencies to take that power away from us. Um, And then he um, basically says here that uh, key global markets such as oil clearing the um, New York Federal Reserve remains critical for major transactions. Um, He also says that um, the that their negative impacts of crypto, um, should they gain transaction as a global unit of value stating that an extranational distributed digital world currency, uh, aka Bitcoin, would put us in the position where significant sanctions we have on Iran, for example, would become irrelevant. So basically, he's saying, uh, he's making this plea to say um, to his colleagues that we should Ban crypto for U.S. citizens because it threatens, you know, the dollar essentially. And if the dollar is threatened, the government would be threatened, and the U.S. would be weakened. Um, he also claimed that um, you know this would make it harder for us to impose, you know, global sanctions and collect taxes and things like that. Um, he he called people. That supported ICOs or did ICOs charlatans and scammers? Wow, charlatans and scammers is a great band name. Yeah, <laughs> um, and so you know, Sherman definitely not a big fan of crypto. So I think Bitcoin Dad, your uh, your assumption that the government is afraid of crypto <laughs> is correct. I mean, maybe not everybody, but this guy for sure. Uh, any thoughts?
1: Uh, yeah, don't get me started on this guy. Uh, <laughs> I saw that and I was like, "Oh man!" And then I saw he's uh, representing California. I'm like, "Yeah, go figure." You know, <laughs> I live in California and I'm I'm over it. So I'm like, "Yeah, I figure it's the guy from California too." So, uh, you know, I, yeah, I, I'm kind of speechless when it comes to that guy. I mean, instead of instead of embracing the technology and seeing the use. Um, you know, I, I hate to see the country that I live in kind of, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, not see the same vision that a lot of other people do. So I would like to see a little more positivity when it comes to cryptocurrencies. Uh, kind of get his points. But, you know, we live in a free country, you know, and, and that shouldn't even be an issue. Like we, I've seen,
2: I've seen some government officials, uh, U.S. government officials, be very pro crypto and Bitcoin. Yeah, uh, this is really the only guy. And then the other, and there's maybe two guys I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, but th-
0: and Elizabeth Warren, she is, she hates. Does crypto. she really? I didn't know that. Oh yeah, oh. she went out. She had a similar rant. Oh, um,
2: interesting. Yeah, she's old too. I guess <laughs> maybe the old people don't like it. Um, but but he he to me just seems obviously. In the pockets of somebody, you know what I mean? Like it just,
0: yeah, it's just a weird dollar. argument.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's just a weird argument to have and be so you know vehement about.
0: Well, I mean, some of his they, uh, like the reason you want Bitcoin is for exactly the opposite reasons of why he wants the ban on it, right? Like, right. you know, he's he's not wrong in the sense that uh, you know this would devalue the dollar. And if the dollar is devalued... But doesn't the
2: dollar devalue anyways? (laughs) Yes,
0: (laughs) but I think his point is, well, right, but that's from a... uh, a, like a direct value of itself, right? right? But it's still the... World reserve currency. So if the dollar is no longer the world reserve currency, he has a point of, yeah. okay, well, that gives the US a lot less power if a bunch if- of other things. But isn't that kind of the point too it's like we're not trying to be socialists here but we're not uh, you know if he's just if his point is yeah well the u.s. can't swing its dick around as, as heavily right I mean, okay we
2: so. chop a third of that <laughs> thing off <laughs> right <laughs> right I
0: mean, right exactly chamber it's it's not it's not the Who's size chopping of, off the a boat. Third of their dick right now <laughs> it's, it's, it's not the size of the boat it's the motion in the ocean That's right chamber. <laughs> yeah. Just ask John McAfee. He'll have to deal with this soon enough. Yeah, i don't care. Oh, man. You got another story for us? I don't remember.
2: I do. I got um, HTC, uh, a company that brought out a smartphone that was ve- uh, that was uh, pro-crypto, uh, will be coming out with a new $300 smartphone, the Exodus 1S. Uh, And this phone will be able to uh, apparently run a full Bitcoin node. Uh, So HTC plans to launch a second generation of the Exodus One blockchain smartphone by 2019. According to the company's chief decentralized officer, Phil Chen, the upcoming Exodus One S will provide more support for decentralized browsing, messaging and social media apps uh, and also dApps. Uh, but that's not all. The second generation uh, blockchain phone will also be able to run a full Bitcoin node. Uh, HTC said this Saturday. So I don't know how much battery power it takes <laughs> to run a full node. Uh, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, did Did you guys see the first? You know, the first gen of this phone.
0: I remember being on a wait list cause I think it was like announced at last year's consensus. And then I didn't really hear too much of it actually launching. Um, I don't really remember, but I think one of the other cool points in this is that, uh, you know, their vision is kind of for like this new decentralized web, um, you know, where you will not only be able to own your own, you know, funds and finances on such a phone, but also your own identity and your own data. And, um, you know, this may lead to a, um, you know, personal data. So this may lead to a future where we're getting paid for the for our data as opposed to apple and google and all of that uh, just i feel like this is just uh, this is and,
2: this feels just like an episode of uh, silicon valley <laughs> this is this the exact yeah, same totally. storyline
0: yeah, Gavin Belson versus the world. <laughs> right. I feel
2: like we're just independent. You know, uh, you know, free internet for everybody through your cell phone and the cell phones on the network. Is that about right? I'm pretty yes, sure that was a, the.
0: It's basically the idea of what those guys were trying to do is the decentralized internet. Um, so, Bitcoin Dad, have you seen this phone? Uh, I haven't seen the HTC phone.
1: <laughs> no, no, I won't. Uh, I actually bought an S10 uh, with the anticipation of trying to utilize the the blockchain keys they had there for Bitcoin and Ethereum. I don't know if it was just my cell provider, but uh, I got the phone and it wasn't downloaded there. So I I gave up at that point. I'm like, this is the only selling point that I had. So I ended up returning it and went back to my old phone. (laughs) So I don't know what the problem was with the S 10. And like I said, maybe it's just my cell provider. Uh, but it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, on the phone itself. And they said there would have to be something that was going to be pushed out from Samsung at some later date. And I'm like, I'm not going to wait around for that. Yeah. yeah that's so I was a little bummed out.
0: Um, you know, it, to your point, chamber, it does say here that obviously if you can hold all this, Info on your phone. The only limits are, you know, space and computing power, but all of that will be, you know, in the next few years, you'll have that all in the palm of your hand, which is interesting. So, um, maybe, maybe the Exodus, this one isn't the one you want, but, uh, two years from now. Yeah. Give me like a four. exactly. four (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. All right. I got one more here just because, uh, you know, of the recent price, um, action here
2: and and for the record we're not calling it consensus consensus pump right is that Okay. I,
0: I'm I'm not, because guess what? Consensus hasn't started yet. That's right. And, <laughs> I hope it and dumps when that cons- consensus. It was, when it starts tomorrow, um, we may have a bloody Monday, so who knows? <laughs> um, but anyway, so this last one here from CCN.com. Uh, Bitcoin price will hit 500000 because it's it beats gold, says hedge fund chief. So this is actually, um, I guess, a quote from Mark Yesco, uh, which is the co-founder of... Morgan Creek Digital, which um, you may also know because of Pomp, who also works for. That's who Morgan I know that works Morgan. there. <laughs> yes. So Yesco is the other guy, um, but he said in a recent interview with Blocks Live. That the price of Bitcoin could eventually hit five hundred thousand, thanks to its scarce supply, increasing demand, and advantages over safe haven investments such as gold. So I think this is interesting because last week we talked about, um, you know, the Fidelity um, platform coming out and the survey they did with institutional investors and how, you know, about fifty percent were. Already looking at stuff in uh, to hold, you know, Bitcoin and digital assets, and that they thought um, it was a uh, a lot of profit to be had here. So I think it's interesting, um, but you know, the real question is, will people see Bitcoin like gold? Um, you know, uh, Bitcoin Dad, any thoughts there?
1: I, I would not uh, be unhappy if that were <laughs> to come true. Uh, I like those optimistic price for forecasts. Um, you, know, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a Bitcoin bull overall. So you know, anything's possible. Uh, definitely is a, a, a lot of money from from where we are now. But uh, you know, in the future, I'm not ruling really any kind of price um, that people are putting out there. You know, as 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 crazy. So, um, so a question for you. I'm open to um, it. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah. So when you you know. In two thousand thirteen, what was the price when you got in? Uh, I bought. I want to say it was around nine hundred. So, did uh, you ever, mm-hmm. like, at the time, did you ever think you would see a twenty thousand dollar Bitcoin or even a five thousand dollar Bitcoin?
1: Nope. Nope. Never. And I remember when it hit like 2000, I sold a bunch <laughs> like, Oh man, this is great. You know, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Cause at the time, you know, I bought it 900. It went to, you know, 1100. Then it went back down to 180 or something like that. So, right. um, you know, so when it hit two, 3000, I was like, Oh man, this is awesome. So, uh, yeah, you know, after that bull run, um, really nothing is going to surprise me at this point.
0: Interesting yeah I I always think that's It funny because it's like I bet like guys that were around That long ago Didn't I know it's only five years but it seems Like forever but uh (laughs) You know like like, ancient
2: Mesopotamia
0: Right, you probably didn't like. You probably didn't think that twenty thousand was ever a thing that was going to happen. Like, uh, yeah, let so, alone let alone
1: within five years. You know what I mean? It's right. like okay, you know, maybe ten years, twenty years from now, sure, yeah, no problem. But you know, like, hey, within the next five years, this is going to change my life. You know, I'm going to be where I am now. I would have never thought about it.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. So, you know, I always laugh when I see, you know, $500,000 price targets because we're, you know, we were just at 5,000 a week ago, but, um, I tend to agree with you that, you know, anything's possible. And if it starts, uh, you know, if if adoption happens and more people are investing or and more institutions are coming in and, uh, we all know that this happens quickly too. you know, in a yep. week we've gone, we've gone up to $2,500. So, yep. um, once it happens, once it starts happening, it's going to happen. And I think that's because of the scarcity that it's going to happen quickly. So, um, yeah, I think it's, uh, exciting. So, you know, Anyone out there that doesn't uh, that, you know, doesn't have a ton of Bitcoin and you're like, man, I really need more Bitcoin, uh, you know, maybe one or two is all all you need. So work towards that. You know what I mean? So um, Chambers, so with that said, you're only what, like 0.9 away? Yeah,
2: (laughs) (laughs) I just got into the (laughs) (laughs) 0.1s. I just got a 10x from here. We'll be good.
0: <laughs> awesome. So, all right, that's going to do it for our news. We are going to have some fun with Bitcoin Dad, and we are going to jump into a draft. <laughs> So Bitcoin Dad, what we do here is we like to you know, have some fun with our guests when we have them on. Not all crypto talk. We like to you know, get to know our guests a little better and have some fun. So what we like to do is draft, uh, like do a little mock fantasy draft of certain categories. We've done everything from superheroes to movies to Thanksgiving foods, all that kind of stuff. But we have Bitcoin Dad on. So we were thinking, let's draft our... Greatest all-time TV dads. So anybody that you've ever watched on a t- on television who was a dad or played a you know played a dad character on TV is up for grabs. Uh, the way we're gonna do this, it's gonna go snake draft. We're gonna pick four people or four teams of four. So you're gonna go first, and then it'll go me, and then Chamber will go twice, then back to me, and then you'll have two picks until we all have teams of four filled. So, uh, Chamber, you gonna write these down? I gotta yeah. All right, perfect. So, Bitcoin Dad, you are on the clock with the TV Dad's draft.
1: All right. Well, you know, you're not a dad unless uh, you can handle a bunch of kids. So, Mike Brady's got to be my number one pick.
0: Brady, good one. (laughs) And um, you know, maybe maybe an extra special dad because not all of them were his.
1: Yeah. Exactly. (laughs)
0: So, um, all right, Mike Brady going one wow. overall. That's I an interesting it. one. Um, I, I I had that on my list. Chambers, so. I have him on my. I
2: had him on my list. I had to scratch him off.
0: All right, so Mike Brady is down. I have so many that I want to pick here, but I'm trying to. So what we do here, Bitcoin Dad, is we'll we'll put this poll out on Twitter tomorrow also, and we'll have the people vote on who's got the best draft. So you know, there's a little strategy here as well. Um I'm going to go with you know I'm going to go with an animated TV dad actually. No, you're and not. don't you do this it. Is gonna do, uh. This is going to this is going to make Chamber very upset uh. that he is not going to be able to get Homer Simpson. Uh. I'm going with Homer Simpson as my first television dad. That
2: upsetting. Uh, was upsetting.
0: I was he going was he going in your first two if 100%. I didn't pick him? 100% yeah, that was more to block you than. <laughs> yeah, that anything was else.
2: okay. You know what? I have some backups. Um, I, with my first pick, am gonna go with. Uh, I mean, he was a father on the show, um, but you may all know him as Uncle Phil.
0: Oh, is that the one we were talking about before? The, 100%. The, the, yeah. That's not who I was that's thinking. That's not who you
2: had. No. Interesting. <laughs> we were talking about the legitimacies of fatherhood on uh, for these candidates, and I was thinking Uncle Phil, but I didn't want to say it out loud. But you were, I thought we were talking the same person, so that's Uncle interesting. Uncle
0: Phil is on my list, obviously no longer on my list. All right, who's your second? My
2: second pick. Hmm. I think... I'm going to have to go with the one I resemble the most, and that's Dan Connor from Roseanne.
0: Wow, interesting. <laughs> that's not where I had you going with your first two <laughs> picks. Okay, so my turn again. Uh, I'm going with uh, you know, if y- you're really a-, a good dad, if you can take care of things around the house. And there's probably no handier dad <laughs> than uh-huh. Tim, the Toolman Taylor. Whoa. Second choice. Triple T. Yeah, that's it. So I got Homer Simpson and Tim the Toolman Taylor. Wow, Bitcoin Dad, you have two picks now.
1: Oh, two picks. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to go on the total opposite spectrum from the good old wholesome Brady family, and. They might need a little backup. They might need some muscle, so I'm going to go with Tony Soprano.
2: Great choice. <laughs> oh, good Great one. choice. On my list, I thought I was going to be able to get him.
0: Oh, that's a very good one. All right, so Mike Brady and Tony Soprano, who's your third?
1: I'm going to say, at uh, least picks Mr. Drummond from um, TV with uh, Willis and Different strokes, oh, different yeah, strokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Drummond, if you can adopt, you know, two kids—that's true. That's a good uh, point. In that, in that high-rise, nice New York, uh, you know, penthouse suite they had. You know, hey, yeah, they had the easy guy. life. Yeah,
0: <laughs> takes a All takes
2: right. a good dad to do that.
0: So, who's your list so far? You have Mike Brady, Tony Soprano, and Mr. Drummond. That's a pretty you solid list. All right, now for my third one here he's probably not the best dad Uh, he he raised a son that hates him um and uh he's a neurotic guy um and he's got a lot of problems with you people i'm going frank costanza for my third pick great choice all right
2: it's perverse
0: (laughs) best of us for the rest of us Oh, All right, Chamber, you are finishing out your draft here.
2: All right, I'm going to go. You have two
0: picks to end it.
2: I went with two 90s dads uh, that made you feel warm and fuzzy. Uh, we were, I was watching the clip for when, uh, from when uh, Will and Uncle Phil had the dramatic cry in the living room the other day. Man, if that doesn't <laughs> bring you to tears, I don't know what does, man. That's some good television. But I'm going to go to the other side of uh, – of the room and and pick uh, Walter White with my third pick
1: oh.
0: <laughs> I was waiting to see if somebody would pick him <laughs> he's on my list but I'm like all right like I don't know what makes a good TV dad is it just that you want to watch them or is it do they have to be a good dad he Which was a good dad. I went he was a good dad
1: he and that's why I started cooking mess a hundred percent he was gonna die yeah.
2: and you know, was not going to be able to provide for his family. The life insurance policy wasn't there. His, you know, middling uh, science teacher salary was was garbage. And he had a talent and used his talents to Bitcoin. provide for his family. should have just bought Bitcoin. He should have just bought Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with my last pick, however...
0: All right, so give your last pick and then recite your whole team.
2: With my last pick... I'm going with possibly the best father on television right now.
0: Oh, no. And that's Ned it. Stark. Oh, wow. Interesting. Ah, uh, twist. I was not uh, ready for that. I didn't think you were going to go there. That's I'm thinking that's
2: This guy raises the best kids. I mean, really. At the end of the day, these kids that's are true. the best kids you could have. Uh, so Also yeah.
0: one that was not his own. Uh, yeah,
2: and also raised uh, his... Well, we don't want to spoil, uh, but yeah, his non son. <laughs> right, right. <laughs>
0: that's what I was <laughs> getting at there. Um, okay, so who's your whole team?
2: So I have Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince. I got Dan Connor from Roseanne. I got Walter White from Breaking Bad, and I got Ned Stark from Game of Thrones.
0: That's a that's a hot list. I, mean, I just realized I realized I've gone full comedy dads here, but I, I think I'm sticking with one. You more. got Homer. Yeah, I got Homer, Costanza, Tim Taylor, and now, you know, I'm within two here that I, I really, <sighs> this is, I want to pick the one that I thought you were going to You say, have to almost. Because you're going to be pissed that you didn't take it after this, I,
2: I wonder if I have it written down.
0: And the other one I have is definitely a '90s dad that hasn't been said yet. That, that should be? be that should be. He'll be value if he doesn't go in the draft, but on the free agent market. But I'm going to go with it because this is my favorite television show. I'm going with Frank Reynolds. Frank Reynolds <laughs> from is the, from the best always dad. Always sunny in Philadelphia, <laughs> and two, that's who I. You got two Franks. Yeah, but that's who I thought you were going with for Uncle oh. Phil because you were talking about is he cuz he's not Dean Dennis's dad that's but he right. could be Charlie's, Charlie's dad. dad. Yeah. <laughs>
2: right. That's a good point. No, I was I was actually thinking Uncle Phil.
0: Interesting. So, my full team is Homer Simpson, George Costanza, Tim Taylor, and Frank Reynolds. That's a that's, that's a a, high quality. That is team. a good team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bitcoin Dad, last pick for you.
1: All right, top it off. Maybe because I relate to this gentleman um in his pain at times. Al Bundy. Oh, <laughs>
0: That's a that great was... one. That's a great one.
1: <laughs> I was I was gonna be surprised if he
2: was
0: left out there.
1: Yeah.
0: So who's your full team? I have
1: uh, Mike Brady, Tony Soprano, Mr. Drummond, and Al Bundy.
0: Oh, that's a that's solid a, team too! Wow, we all have really good TV teams. dads. Shit.
2: I didn't realize there were so many quality ones out there. <laughs> so
0: ones that I had down that didn't that didn't get picked. Um, Danny Tanner was the one that I was just thinking of possibly for my last yep. pick from Full House. The other cartoon one, obviously Peter Griffin. Uh, and then I actually had Michael Bluth written down from yep. Arrested Development. I had
2: Michael Bluth. I also had Carl Winslow written down. Oh, yeah, yeah. With Urkel. Yeah, 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 I thought that was a good
0: dad. Yeah, he's a good dad. Um, Any other ones that you had written down that didn't get chosen?
1: I or had like a... I had Dr. Jason Seaver from Growing Pain. Down down, down Growing Pains, old school, old school. One. Yeah. Oh, well,
0: he's
2: yeah, he's from like my neck of the woods too. Like that's a that's a local hero where we come yeah, from. That's, uh, okay. Yeah, that's okay.
0: Canadian, that's, uh, <laughs> right? Exactly. Now, unfortunately, all you have left is is his son. Son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. What a good draft. This is going. This is going to be a tough one. I don't know who's got the favorite team here, but we'll see. So, um. We will put that out on Twitter tomorrow or when this uh, podcast airs and the people will decide. Um, Chamber usually doesn't do too well in these drafts, but I, really don't. Is, I think he's got a really good shot at this one, actually. But um, And our guests typically fare very well. Yeah,
2: I was going to um, say they win the majority of the time.
0: And if the guest doesn't win, I usually win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, yeah, I definitely don't win. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, man. Well, that's uh, all we had. So we want to make sure that we give you, um, you know, one more opportunity to um, talk about anything that you might be working on, anything that you want people to know about you, where can people find you, anything
1: like that. Uh, well, obviously, Twitter is probably the best place to get in contact with, with, with me. Uh, you can follow me at uh, Bitcoin underscore Dab. Other than that, uh, you know, I I don't know if you guys noticed, but I recently did uh, join a project um, in a core contributor type of capacity, and that's uh, Mochimo. So I'm uh, I'm really excited about the project uh, and. I've been very picky in regards to who I do or don't work with. And there really hasn't been really any project at all until now that I, uh, publicly have my name out there as, as, as a part of the team. So, so uh, tell I'm, us a little bit about it. Well, I, I'm really excited about it. Uh, it was actually launched almost a year ago. It was, uh, June of, of last year. Um, quantum proof, uh, type of features. Um, ultimately no ICO. Uh, Right now, uh, they are working on an update because there is FPGA miners out there that uh, has infiltrated the system. I guess there is some um, option now to to mine uh, Moshimo, so they are currently working on a fork uh, which would permanently prevent uh, ASIC and FPGA mining, uh, which will be big um, because, you know, right initially it was just GPUs and CPUs. So um, there is a lot of sell pressure right now due to that, and I feel that that will be taken care of with the fork. Um, but, yeah, um, yeah, I'm really excited with the team. I've talked to them right at their launch and just decided about three months ago that I wanted to join the team. Very professional, um, and, you know, really, imp- I'm really impressed with the way that they're handling things. So uh, they're really not out to get listed on all these exchanges quite yet. Uh, they're waiting until the time is right. So I feel confident that it's not just one of those coins that hey, let's go on and, and do whatever it takes to get on as many exchanges as possible. Let's pump the price. Let's dump it. You know, let's get our money and and run. So I'm I'm glad they're taking the slow approach to this. Uh, they're really taking their time and making sure everything's right. The legality, especially being in the United States, they're very um, uh, they respect that a lot. So. Uh, I feel very confident being a part of the team and, uh, you know, really excited with what they got going on here. So, uh, in the next couple of weeks, there's gonna be a lot of updates. Uh, they're gonna revamp the wallet, uh, the fork, um, and they're gonna finally release the API, which I know a lot of exchanges have been waiting for. So, uh, could potentially see some, some, uh, some fireworks from it here shortly or, or definitely some, some positive growth
0: very cool do you hear did did you hear that sound i think i think it was the sound of chamber just market buying <laughs> i don't
1: know how yeah. to <laughs> <laughs> i'm like you better go you, you, you better go into otc channels because i think right now it's just yeah the, that's the what i'm saying yeah yeah you I, have to
2: go otc or just start mining i guess
1: <laughs> yeah yeah totally
2: holy smokes you, <laughs> have to, you have
1: to you have to battle with the fpgas though so i don't know you know want to last four to do that i don't know if you can hang with those guys <laughs> i don't mm.
2: think i can i'm he gonna be can't. honest <laughs> <laughs> he can't
0: uh awesome so we will put a link to that in the show notes for sure um but any uh parting thoughts chamber no i'm just now
2: laser focused on getting some mochimo bags somehow <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> 41 bags now after this (laughs) 41 bags (laughs) Awesome man well Bitcoin Dad it's been awesome having you on we Really appreciate your time that was a lot Of fun Um, to everybody Make sure you check them out check out Machimo we will put it in the show notes For everybody and uh, Chamber that's about it anything else you Want to add
2: no I just want to thank All the dads out there on this uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, thing. I just want to thank uh, Bitcoin Dad Officer for coming on. Uh, we really appreciate it, um, especially on uh, – it is Mother's Day today, so I don't know how we all managed to get on uh, on the line together. So uh, thanks for your time. I really appreciate
0: it. Yeah, that's awesome. So, again, happy Mother's Day. By the time this comes out, it will be belated Mother's Day, but you guys deserve more than one day a year anyway. So Three
2: days you guys get now. Three. Yes. <laughs> and,
0: uh, until next time. Don't get wrecked, and that is financial advice, and we are not Raptor Jesus. Thank you. (laughs)